Yeah, there was a little corner and they had like an olive bar station and and, and we thought it was a private party. Oh my god! <laughs> and we didn't know that that was for everyone. Everyone, like, can we Love get it. some olives? And then we, we started sneaking some food, <laughs> hoping not to get in trouble. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody, to this week's episode of the DCL Duo Podcast. And starting this episode, as I have been of late, by welcoming my fabulous co-host, the on-air talent, Samantha. Welcome, Sam. Why, thank you, Brian. Good to be here. (laughs) You always want me to say more. You're so (laughs) verbose in the show, and then your intro moment comes your moment to shine, and it's like, glad to be here. All right, well, we're glad to have you. I am glad. I'm glad to be here, but I'm really, actually, I'm really excited about the two guests we have today, because I met them in person, and that's how I found them as guests for our show. Uh, But let's welcome Robert and Jessica. Welcome, guys. Good morning. Hi there. Thanks for having us. We're excited to have you. And I want to give a little, uh, well, I want to give a little explanation of how I met Robert and Jessica on board. That's a funny story. Yeah, on board the the Disney Wonder. We were at, uh, my friend Emily was with me, and we were headed to the Cadillac Lounge for champagne tasting. And we get there, and there's everybody sort of milling about outside of the Cadillac Lounge, waiting for the champagne tasting to start and then to let us in. And they seated Emily and I at a, I call it a seating area for four people, even though there were only two of us. And so Emily and I were sitting right across from one another. And the next party that came in and was brought over to sit with us was Jessica and Robert. And we got to chatting. And I don't know, a few minutes into the conversation, Robert says to me something to the effect of, do I know I you? Know Your you. voice sounds really familiar. <laughs> Did you think it was kind of eerie that I was just giving you these weird looks? Because I felt like I was staring too much and I didn't want to do that, right? Because, you know, we're from Southern California and we go to Disneyland a lot. And so Jessica is from Miami. And so often I can like spot like someone famous or a celebrity, you know, and I just do this cool like Tom Cruise like stare and I have like <laughs> I wiggle my nose, touch my ear, or do some kind of baseball sign. I tell Jessica my way of telling Jessica, look, there's someone um, there. And so I try to give a look and Jessica is like clueless. clueless. <laughs> And I was giving her the look like, I think I know her. I think. So then I, I braved up enough mustard and strength to, to ask you the question, which I think I just flubbed at the moment. And I said, I think I know you. <laughs> How do I know you? Because your voice sounds eerie familiar. Because on the drive into San Diego, we were listening to the podcast because you were talking about a trip that you were going to do on concierge. And I was telling um, Jessica and the girls like, okay, that's my bucket list. And so your voice was fresh in my mind. And there you (laughs) were. There it was. Yeah, he's really good. I'm like, I I have a hard time recognizing my own family members. He can recognize people (laughs) like, they came out in a commercial in the 80s. I know this is like, what? <laughs> well, anyway, I we, we've obviously jumped a, a little bit ahead, but let's kind of back up and do your Disney background, your cruising background. The source of the obsession. That's what we're looking for. Where's the obsession coming from? Well, my family, you know, we're, you know, three sisters, Miami, North Carolina, and LA. <laughs> And the one in North Carolina has, you know, started going to Disney World about twice a year. And she started saying, you know what, let's meet up in the summer all together. And we started doing that. So the, you know, the three sisters with our families, we would meet up for the summer.
summer, all the cousins would have a blast. And, you know, my North Carolina sister, she's, you know, a DVC member. So, you know, we got to experience that. And it, and it well, just we became... have to give that out. Shout out to Jeff's condos, right? Because... Yeah. He has a bunch of D, um, DVC points that he rents out. But that being said. Yeah. So that made it very it a easy benefit to, to the you know, family because we got it. to meet up. And so they've been mm-hmm. gracious and generous enough to allow us to stay with them in the summers. And and that opened the door into, you know, our now obsession with DVC, <laughs> which is a whole different topic. But um, <laughs> so, you know, we started going, you know, to, to Disneyland out here. You know, we had our first daughter and we got an annual pass and all that. But I think we dove into the deep end of, I'm not going to say obsession, and, and I do not sell Disney Cruise Line, you know, vacations or anything. I always put it out there. But I think it just became more of a commitment, I would say, as a family. I, I remember late at night watching a commercial, which was like a rare commercial I hadn't seen before. And it was Disney and they were selling Disney vacations. And there was this family that, you know, was very similar to mine, just normal family. and. The dad was saying, you know, we we eat as a family, we hang out as a family, but I got to tell you day to day, we just, you know, we see each other, but we don't have those, you know, quality moments. And there's only a finite amount of time we have with the kids Mm -hmm. before they go and make their own families. Mm -hmm. And the memories we make with them is what they'll remember of their childhood. And that struck such a deep core that I still get chills when I remember but that. That's a good commercial. Oh my gosh. I was bawling. I'm like, it's like two in the morning. I'm like waking up, Robert, book the cruise, book the cruise. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. So how many cruises total have you guys started in 2016? How many cruises total have you guys done now? We just finished our sixth one where we were on together. Perfect. Awesome. So you are now gold. Yay. Yay. And all all four ships? No. Mm -mm. You know, we started out with the dream and then we loved the 4th of July one. And then we really wanted to do another itinerary. But then we had heard of this thing called Back to Back Island. And so that was on the dream and it was also on the 4th of July. So the next year, the um, our two families went back on the dream yes. and we did a back to back and castaway K cruise. Double yeah, dip. We call that a double dip. A double yeah. dip. Yep. And then the next year, we found out that they were going to come back to San Diego and they were going to start doing cruises from the West Coast. Mm-hmm. And so I think it was 2018, we did a five day out of San Diego and um, they started doing themed um, cruises out of San Diego. So the our Halloween first one, one was the, yeah. And those were, you know, those, and that's how we ended up going from one cruise to two cruises. I'll be honest, it's not two five days and seven days, but it was like, you know, the nice longer one in either spring break or summer. And then the the Halloween one, which was, you know, a little short two, three day one. All right. So you guys have been on the dream and the wonder then. Let's talk about the topic that, that I wanted to bring you guys on for, which is cruise planning. Let's talk about how how you guys plan your cruises. I know you guys kind of split your roles. Jessica, why don't you tell us the two roles that you would say you and Robert kind of split between? Well, uh, Robert, and we use our natural uh, abilities. 
Robert is a lot about the big picture. So he'll do, he'll look into which cruise we're going on, you know, what dates, what ports, you know, timelines, schedules with the kids' school, aligning with, with work. He'll look into all that. If there's flights to be, you know, scheduled, hotels, car rentals, he'll do all that. Anything booking with a contract. <laughs> and then I, you know, dive into the details. So I'm all about, you know, researching what activities are available during this cruise. You know, what do we need to do? What do, what should we not miss out on? What themed activities they have? What ship experiences? And so I'll look into that and then start planning out, you know, our outfits, um, mm-hmm. things we need, like Alaska, you need binoculars. <laughs> Mexico, you need sunscreen, things like that. So I get more into the details of the packing and I take that pretty seriously. Oh, I think you're (laughs) understating that, honey. I mean, you could have a whole episode just on how she detail plans the clothing on outfits matching and being photo ready because we have to. (laughs) I'm going to out you. When we buy the photo package, what's the minimum amount of pictures that we have to take, honey, to make it worth our money? Well, I like to say one for every dollar. (laughs) Oh, my God. So on a seven day, it it runs about uh, close to 300 bucks. So we are, my goal is, listen, and we need 300 pictures. We're going to get 300 pictures. You know, God bless my family. They are great sports. And I've told them, you know, (laughs) The the por- so sweet. family portraits are always for mom. I tell them, you know, so just just let you know they're very quick. Everybody you know knows their their go to look, their funny look kind of stuff. So it's very casual but quick. So I, I don't make it painful. We set out times for that and everything. But yeah, I do like my pictures. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna have a competition at some point between the you guys and our friends Willie and Rebecca, who are <laughs> have of the same mindset. I, they on one of their cruises were able to get over 500 pictures. Oh, and this, and this okay, is a that's, couple. Oh my god! Please, oh, goals. oh, now you heard yes. Jessica heard that. Now I'm scared. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, part of the adventure is to have fun, right? It's not just yes. <laughs> picture taking. No, no, but no. It, but she's created. She's yeah. phenomenal. She's figured out ways to get those picture taking options and um, opportunities done, so it doesn't make it as the main purpose of our cruise but as uh, one of the activities and you know we can go into detail but then i'm afraid that if we share all of that then the lines will get even bigger at the times that we go <laughs> but uh, i can just say this we go at the most opportune times which is not right before dinner ever and we just find like little nuggets of time where we know they're not very crowded well, and there's always, you know, the thing about uh, the Disney cruise is, I mean, literally people think I sell these cruises because I, there's so many good things about them. And one of them is if you've ever stood in line at the park for a character, that will just <laughs> wreck your schedule half the time because it's like some really long lines. Like I believe Raya was like over an hour and a half or something. At and it's, yeah, at, at Disney California. Uh, but on the ship, if you're waiting maybe five, 10 minutes, that's yeah. a long line. Yeah. You know, it it's, it's very, it's very quick and but they're not rushing you. So it's great. They get to interact with the characters. So it's just, it's just so lovely. And they, they rotate the characters so often that you can and really see a lot of wonderful characters and make memories. So, you know, we're just, you know, ready and able. We see a character, we'll just swing by and get in a line and, you know, create more memories that way. My favorite moments, Castaway K, Jessica figured out, funny story, figured out that if you're like in the beach at some point, the photographer is going to come and take 
take pictures of you in the ocean. That was a surprise to me. Um, and um, <laughs> they go in the water. Yeah, but that double back to back. I'm outing you again. <laughs> that back to back. You were ready. You were ready to pounce on that photographer. No, I was. We went back, and you're like, take a picture here, take a picture there. No, we got to get the picture with the boat on the background. Oh, look, there's a parasailing coming by. Take a picture there. <laughs> oh, he exaggerates, but <laughs> the cruise photographers are amazing. All so Disney sweet. photographers. They Big find a way of taking a picture that it, it's foolproof. It's just absolutely beautiful. You have to buy it. So you might as well get the package, whether you're in the parks or in the, on the ship, because they're just beautiful pictures. Well, so let's let's rewind a little and go back to the planning side of things. And let's talk about, Robert, how how do you decide or what are, what are the kinds of things that you're looking at when you're deciding you know, what itinerary to book when you start that planning process, the really the side that you do, which is you know the itinerary, how you're going to get there, what resources are you using? Obviously, the Disney Cruise Line website, but are there other things that you're using or other considerations that you have when you're first doing the the initial planning. Yeah, definitely. Well, we're very budget conscious. And so we figured out a way to stretch our dollars. And the first way is, as we learn through the Facebook groups and um, listening to podcasts like yourselves and watching a lot of YouTubes, that booking early is essential. The day that the, the cruise dates are released, you kind of have to know where and what you want. And then the second step is like, how are you going to pay for it, right? And so having discounts and opportunities like the onboard cruise credit, um, placeholder, I mean, by making sure that you walk out with that certificate, you're paying um, $250. And that $250 goes towards your down payment of your future cruise. And then on top of that, you get a 10% off the cruise when you book. The downside is that, you know, you have to call in your reservation. So you kind of have to plan ahead. And Brian, I remember the episode that you recorded with the DVC. Um, anyway, you figured out how to do the rope drop on calling D, um, DCL and or DVC. Do you remember that episode? <laughs> yeah, with Oh, Chad, yeah, that's our I friend think. Chad from My DVC. Yes, yeah, yeah. Chad. So we figured we I totally practice. We've been practicing ever since being the first caller on by calling ahead and knowing which buttons to press when they open so that you will be the first person that they talk to when they open. Um, so anyway, as you ask the question, like, what are the some things you have to do? Well, you kind of have to be able to know when to book and book early. And then the second thing is paying for it. So like you also can use the Disney Visa card. And they allow you uh, extended payments at very little interest, and you can do it that way. But we also figured out that if we're members of Sam's Club, and if you buy $500 gift cards, they um, usually come at a cheaper price. I think it's like 24 they charge you $24 less. And so we started doing like the $500 a month thing. And so we would just call in and make that payment. So then the bad thing about that is that you have to keep all the gift cards. And so if your, if your cruise ever gets canceled, the money goes back to your original. So I created a system of keeping all of my gift cards in one little place. And then I would label them when I paid them and what month. And then I'd make sure that I kept the numbers. So it was really organization. Yeah, but there's, it, a, there's, you know, a good chunk of money to be saved that way. But it does take a lot of organization. Or the next thing, which is what we've graduated into is using a travel agency is like nowadays, especially with Corona, ha using a, a travel agency 
they spend the time calling and they're on hold. And so you really don't have to worry about that. And most travel agencies will give you a, a onboard cruise credit for using the travel agency. You pay the same amount that you would going on the website or calling Disney Cruise. You just don't have to uh, wait on the long lines on hold and you get the benefit of having uh, onboard cruise credit, which is great because you can use it for a lot of activities that you do. Well, and I was going to say this is a great tip in particular, the onboard placeholder. You're essentially planning for your next cruise while you're on the ship. You don't ha- you don't have to pick which cruise you're sailing, but picking, you know, picking that you're going to sail again. It, it's essentially planning ahead and it will save you some money uh, on the back end. So it's that's a really excellent tip. So we made the mistake, I'll tell you, on our first cruise, because like I said, I thought this was our one and done cruise of a lifetime. Here we go. So we got off the ship without getting that credit for the the placeholder for the next time. And uh, seriously, I think I was home maybe two days and already homesick for going back on the on the cruise. And when we saw that they had released two castaway days on on the next cruise, we're like, oh my God, here's the credit card. You know, book it, book it, book it. So yeah. So I tell everybody, just get the placeholder, figure it out later. You you're gonna be wanting to get back on. Yeah. And I just want to reiterate one one tip that we have around the gift cards that we give out to people is great to use them to save a little money when you pay. To get around the problem that you've highlighted over having to keep them all, we usually recommend folks pay the last some people say the last dollar but we say the last I'll say the last ten dollars of your cruise on an actual credit card that you have because then the refunds go back to the last form of payment used on the cruise so they'll go back to the credit card and then you don't have to worry about trying to dig out those uh, those gift cards in the future that's our that's our tip or consolidate <laughs> all your gift cards into one gift card and yeah, then only just that keep that great. one gift card when we were yeah. able to do that right yeah that was awesome yeah Okay, so you've chosen your cruise itinerary. You're all booked with Disney Cruise Line um, just for your itinerary. What is sort of the, your next step of planning and, and, and who covers whatever the next step is? Is it excursions? Is it packing? What, are you, what, are you, what is your sort of next step? So after we've chose our kind of room, and um, that's also the big debate within ourselves because we've liked on the Dream or the Fantasy they have the room that has the double inside room with the two windows. So those are, it's an 8A. Those have been our sweet spot on those ships. On the Wonder and Aura would be on the Magic, we love the secret porthole rooms because that's a good bang for our buck, which is essentially you get charged for an inside room, but they have a secret a porthole. It's not a secret. It's just an obstructed view of a, of a window. Um, so then... After that, we've liked figuring out if we want to do just a regular cruise or a themed cruise, like we mentioned. And so after that's done, that our booking process is pretty much complete. And so now we go into the next realm, like you were saying, of excursions. And so we generally, we've done now four Baja cruises. We generally do not get off in much in Cabo. And I know that's like something that people um, like to do, but we generally like to get off in Ensenada. And I'll tell you why. Cabo to us, getting on that little boat and then having to go to the port. And it's really convenient. And I know that in your past show, you talked about, you felt that it was really aggressive in Ensenada. I found Cabo to be really aggressive. And and so I kind of think Ensenada is less, but that's just like a different perspective, I guess. 
In terms of the Caribbean, we, like everyone else, don't like to get off of Nassau. We did it once. That was fun. We kind of did the lay of the land. We like to stay on the ship because the ship has so many great activities. Well, the thing is, uh, I'll be honest, as a parent, I want to expose my kids to as many life opportunities and experiences. Get your passport stamped, you know, literally and, and figuratively. So, you know, we have taken them to to visit different cities and different countries like that. Like, okay, here's, because Castaway Cay is the Bahamas, but technically it's just technically the Bahamas. You want to experience the Bahamas, you do get off at Nassau. So we, you know, we did show them Nassau and everything, but going back, we've enjoyed the on-ship experiences because, I mean, Disney does such an amazing job. You can't underestimate how they are a true entertainment company. That happens to have a cruise line too. So if you're bored on a ship, I don't know what's wrong with you, but (laughs) there's something to do for everybody. There's always something to do. Absolutely. So going, let's talk about your, your planning for Alaska specifically. Because you guys obviously, uh, you've already planned your excursions because you're, you're headed onto the ship, what, in July, right? We're recording this in May for our listeners' benefit. And so you're headed onto the ship in July. What went into your planning of your excursions for Alaska? Because that's, you know, one of those unique itineraries where you do have to do a little bit of research. Oh, and we did. I did a lot of research on countless YouTube hours, countless <laughs> podcasts and blogs. And so the big walkaway was that, you know, we are fortunate enough to go in Alaska because Alaska was on our bucket list. The only reason why we were able to do Alaska on a seven day was because we had a a booking on the wish that was canceled and they gave us 50% off a future booking as well. Going to Alaska, we now had to do like last minute, you know, we weren't part of like the (laughs) two year in advance. Yeah, because that's usually our MO. We book, you know, two years in advance or at minimum one year in advance. So to be a couple months out is for us kind of like last minute. It's like, oh my God. So the way Robert plans is he dives, you know, deeply into what's in the computer as far as, you know, listening to pods and websites and, and, and all the, all the great advice out there. And with me, I speak to people that have gone. My friend had just been to Alaska, I think the year before the pandemic, my sister honeymoon there. So I'm, I, I started asking them, what's it like? What's the, cause you know, I'm a planner. I got kids. What's the weather like? What do I need to buy? <laughs> what are the excursions? What are the musty things that I wouldn't know that you need to go do that? Cause you know, my kids, all they see is, oh, let's go visit the, the husky puppies. <laughs> That's all they care about. But so I need to make sure that, you know, we get the most value here. So I started looking into that and then looking into some, I tend to go toward mom blogs of this is what I looked into because they kind of give you the perspective of whether your kids are going to enjoy it. You know, we're not hikers, so it's a different perspective. So that's, that's kind of how we looked into the planning of, you know, what to do when we get there. Yeah. What were your top, let's say, top three takeaways for, for each of you from the research that you did on either something you needed to pack or something you, you needed to plan for? Definitely what to pack. The first time we went on a cruise, I, I think we packed our house and we used <laughs> one, <laughs> one fourth of it, maybe. That's particularly <laughs> troublesome when you have to take a flight because it's, you know, so I decided we're done with this overpacking. So now I just specifically asked, you know, what is it that we really need? For Alaska, 
I was told, you know, the ship itself, when you're inside the ship, it's the regular temperature. You don't have to like, you know, have 18 sweaters and, and thick pants while you're on the ship itself. But when you do go out, you're going to need, you know, at least one puffer raincoat kind of thing, something light, but warm. And, and in case it rains, also it, it, on the same line of clothes, it's like, um, you know, comfortable shoes, you know, for walking or hiking. So no more of the Cancun flip-flops on this, on this cruise. <laughs> <laughs> that's, I mean, that's a great tip. That's important to know, right? You need, a, you need your, your rain jacket. What's a, what's another a tip or trick that you learned from this research? Well, my friend, she told me she's the one that won right before the pandemic. And her thing was you need to book that the iceberg excursion. Glacier Bay. The Glacier Bay. Yeah, because she's like, it's one thing to see it on TV, to know that it's out there, but to actually physically be looking at it, it it's almost you can you feel like you can touch them compared to TV. But it's like it's just a different experience that you can't capture. I'll tell you, going to Alaska has been on our bucket list because I really wanted to go out there and especially I think as a parent, I take the perspective of trying to expose my kids to as much as I can Mm -hmm. as a mom. And this generation, I feel more than others, very much aware on a daily of how their world is changing. With global warming, it's the icebergs get a lot of attention. And to be able to go out there and have them see it in person, they're already concerned in doing their part, but it it just just puts an actual like uh, physical form to what's here, what's important, what we're taking care of. So it, it totally worked out that the cancellation by Disney of the wish allowed us to get to Alaska sooner than we thought. So And it matched because the mm-hmm. girls are at the age where they can appreciate it as well. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I was just going to say the same thing. The ages are, are kind of perfect. Well, we need to take a quick pause in the action here to thank our amazing sponsors over at Touring Plans. We use Touring Plans Travel to book our own Disney vacations and just love, love, love our Touring Plans Travel Specialist. She waits on hold when we don't have time. She monitors cruise deals for us and rebooks to get us lower rates on some of the cruise lines that actually where the prices actually do go down, <laughs> like Disney Cruise Line. Uh, so she does watch those rates for us and rebook. She steers us toward cruises we would like and room categories and gives us suggestions. And so while we have our preferences, she's always there and available to help us out. And when we plan a parks vacation, it's just gotten so complicated of late with all the new genie technology and everything. Like I-, I need to rely on someone who really understands what's going on. And she absolutely helps us there as well. So we love the folks over at Touring Plans. What we love most is that the philosophy of Touring Plans aligns with the philosophy of our own podcast. We're not out to sell you a Disney vacation. We're not travel agents ourselves. And so we just like to give our honest opinions and reviews. And I think you'll find the folks over at Touring Plans will also give you their honest opinions and reviews of different sailings and ships uh, and steer you toward the thing that they think is the best for your family. So Remember, you don't pay anything extra to use a travel agent, especially when booking Disney vacations. Disney pays the travel agent at the time you travel. You're leaving money on the table. If you don't use a travel agent, you're certainly leaving expertise on the table if you don't. So we highly recommend the folks over at Touring Plans. Head over there. Check them out. Touringplans.com slash travel. Let them know the DCL Duo sent you to help support the show. And with that, back to our episode. Uh, Jessica, give us one more tip and then I'll let Robert weigh in with some tips that you learned from your research for Alaska. I also found out, you know, what to do, like, because we like to, when we have to fly in to a city for the ship, we like to get there a day before. And if there's something to see, be able to see it. So we're going to be flying into Canada 
for Alaska. We've never been to Canada as a family. So again, I asked my sister, you know, what do we need to see to can- in Canada? We're only going to be there a day before. So I found out, you know, what's like the must thing that you really can't leave. If you're going to be there in Canada for one day, just go enjoy the local food. If if you can get to, there's a beautiful botanical garden, you know, nearby, things like that. So, you know, we're trying to continue to see nearby things that we could do within a day and get a little bit of Canada in in our Alaska vacation. And we just put out an episode not too long ago with friend of the show, Bruce, on sailing out of Vancouver that has some good ideas and restaurants and places to stay and stuff. So yeah, it's a, uh, that's out there too for folks. So yeah. And there's uh, Stanley Park and the aquarium are, are both great in Vancouver. So I'm writing it down. <laughs> <laughs> so there there's plenty of great things to do in Vancouver. It's a it's a beautiful city. I'm sure you'll love sailing out of it. And we're so lucky that Jessica's family is going to be flying in with us, Jessica's mom. Yes. So we'll be able to connect after. You know, the it's been great that Disney Cruise Line has really allowed us to not just create family memories, but to keep connecting with our extended family as well. And and so our our cousins are are bicoastal, you know. We live on the West Coast. Jessica's um sisters live on the East Coast. And my daughters get the the benefit of of growing up with their cousins here on the West Coast with my family. But it's nice that we've been vacationing with Jessica's family. And so we try to figure out ways that we can do this on, on a budget, but also make sure that we experience these memories. And so like, for example, I did research on the hotels and I found at the Pan Pacific, which is right there next to the ship. So then I went crazy trying to figure out like, how can I book with like the best deal? Because they say that it's like one of the most expensive hotels around in that area because it's right there. But I was able to find it just by doing a Google search and doing some research. And of course, because we did it like six months away, we were able to find um, a good deal on that. So that was good. And I hear that the benefit that the hotel offers you is that you just go downstairs in the lobby and they take your suitcases and go straight to the ship. So you don't even have to go to the port services, which is a good benefit, I hope. So, Robert, I think Sam is going to ask you next about your three big learnings from preparing for this cruise. What sort of three big takeaways did you have? The itineraries in terms of the excursions, there was there's so many choices, Brian, and prices are so astronomical, at least for in our realm, in terms of our budget. So we really had to prioritize and see like, what are like the the bucket list, right? And so Glacier Bay is definitely on the bucket list. Everyone always says like, that's going to sell out, that's going to sell out. But okay, so let's talk about being lucky again. The website has been down. Um, All of a sudden, I as I do on a regular basis, I looked on the Facebook page for our cruise. They said, oh, it opened up. You can start booking now. And it was only like an hour in that someone had just posted that. And so we were lucky enough to get book ourselves for Glacier Bay excursion, which I'm extremely happy about. So we we were able to book that one. And then we were able to book at least one activity at each port so that we can experience what Alaska and or um, that local city has to offer. And so we've been we've been really happy about our choices. We will not be able to do the dog sledding, but, you know, we'll be able to do some other stuff that's going to be, I think, really good for our, our ourselves and our families to enjoy and have memories. Yeah. And you mentioned the cost of some of these excursions. I'm curious, did you look at doing any excursions not with Disney? Because I know there are folks out there who have said, you know, for instance, like helicopter tours tend to be super pricey, uh, but they've found 
you know, they can figure out which vendor Disney is using and then book the same tour for like half the cost. And they're sitting right on a helicopter next to a bunch of people on a Disney excursion. <laughs> a Disney one. Yeah. And so I'm curious, did you, did you look into doing them not with Disney? So we booked a place, what we're calling the excursion with Disney is like placeholders, right? And so now we're in the process of researching the alternatives. The alternatives. <laughs> and so um, Disney has, I think, a 48-hour window to cancel those excursions. So we're, we're having fun right now trying to do that research. Even though they the ship doesn't leave until late, late, late um, we're cognizant that, you know, if you don't book with Disney... Um, they won't wait for you. And so we have to make sure that whatever we book, um, we're, we're able to get back on the ship on time. Yeah. And it's a good reminder on the placeholder side of things. It's it's actually, it's a 72 hour cancellation window. Oh, good. And Thank you. Yeah. And just so folks know that's 72 hours from the date your cruise embarks, not the 72 hours from the date of the excursion itself. So I actually stepped in that one on our last cruise. I got on board and I was like, oh, I just want to cancel my blah, 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 blah. And the concierge host was like, well, I mean, that was supposed to happen three days ago. I will say on board, if the excursion is popular and there's a way waiting list and they can get the ticket off to somebody else, then they are not going to hassle you over a cancellation fee more than likely. But if it's not a highly booked or sought after excursion, they will charge you the the fee and you won't be able to cancel without a penalty. So, well, uh, what, what else uh, as you think about planning for Alaska? Uh, you mentioned that you're not going to overpack, which <laughs> it's, uh, that's a tough one, I think, for going to Alaska. You mentioned the glacier something you're really looking forward to, but any other tips and tricks that you've gotten over the course of planning for the specific Alaska cruise or things that you think folks shouldn't miss? Well, every family is, I think, different and they got to <laughs> look at to, you know, what's important to them and what they want to to get from this experience of, you know, the vacation and everything. And again, you know, to me, if doing these, you know, family trips is the reason for it is capturing time in a bottle. I think like planning is creating family memories and doing those photos is preserving the family memories. So in looking at how I planned and currently still planning the the trip, I'm looking at what kind of pictures I want. Again, the the family portraits are really special to me. I like to just, you know, hang portraits of our family around the house and just give it a really homey feel. I like to use them also for Christmas cards. So I, I do look into that as well. And then what I would add to your point, Jess, um, is... Mindset is different, I think, for Alaska as we're quickly learning on the East Coast and the West Coast cruises that we've been on. It's our day to day is based on the activities on the ship and what time dinner is. And if we're going to do an excursion, um, what we're going to do. But for Alaska, it's really about the excursions and the activities um, are probably secondary, at least from our perspective. And so we've had to do a lot of research on the excursions and how much time they're going to take and how much time. Obviously, Jessica's done a great deal of research. Thank you, honey, for all of the uh, making sure that we pack appropriately. And I'm sure we're going to match, right, honey? Because right. um, <laughs> Amazon's been delivering a lot of um, boxes, and I'm sure that we're going to be matching. And, coordinated looks. Coordinated. Uh, right. Yeah, it's it, it's a good thing. It's a good thing to remember that in Alaska. So going into the Caribbean, it's beach vacation. It's relaxing. It's kind of do what you want to do. You know, you might, the excursion might just be taking you to a beach where you can relax somewhere. But in Alaska, the shore excursions are kind of the reason you're there. They're the star of the show, so to speak. You know, if you're going to go sledding with dogs or seeing a glacier or 
whale watching, helicopter viewing, zip lining, like it's active adventures, lots of sightseeing, long days. And so it is a different mindset. You're not sitting by the pool in Alaska most days. Yeah. And and that's, you know, I've done a lot of research because we're going with my mom, which is a very hip and thriving, you know, 82 year old. But, you know, (laughs) she can probably, you know, outwalk me some days. But I got to tell you, she's not going to go on a 75 minute hike up, up some lake ridge or something. So with Disney, what I enjoy is that they have more elderly or or small kid friendly activities. Uh I am not a big hiker, but my sister, if she could zip line and hike every day of her Uh life, that that's her go to. Uh She has the two boys, which is perfect because, you know, it's like she was adventurous before. And now it's like the three of them just love that. So, you know, there's activities that we're planning as a family that we can all do, like, you know, the train rides and visiting the small towns. And then there's some that will branch out where, you know, I'll take my mom and then she'll go (laughs) zipline somewhere fun. But absolutely. I was always told by people I know that went to Alaska that even if it's a Disney cruise, Alaska is all about every day getting out there doing something. So when we planned for Alaska, we knew savings wise, uh, I'll be honest, it's like we knew that we had to uh, accommodate for uh, the excursions on a daily over there, which are substantially higher than, let's say, a Caribbean or, or a Mexican cruise. Yeah, the excursions can be like equal in cost to the cruise fare or close to it. But I mean, the way I see it, I, you know, and this is what I was I was telling Robert, I'm like, if you're, we're going to Alaska, we're going to Alaska. We know the ship. The ship is amazing, but we can't miss out on the reason why we're going. Like the, the, the Glacier Bay, it's a little over $200 <laughs> per person. So, but I'm like, how do we go to Alaska and not see the glaciers up close? And that's the key, right? Because yeah. if you're on the ship, you get to see the glaciers. Yes. Um, but what we were doing our research, we saw that the differences when you do that excursion on that quaint little boat is <laughs> it's the proximity, right? Yeah. And and so our girls really, really, we wouldn't do this, but our girls really, really, really love nature. And so Alaska is the kiss to nature, right? It's like, you know, we all have heard of like Disney's famous kiss goodnight being like the magical moment before you go home. And I think Alaska's little kiss is going to be Glacier Bay. I'm hoping because not only do you get to see, but you're going to be able to do like your five senses of seeing it, touching it, you know, and being able to smell it. And I think that's worth like the sacrifice of being able to provide not just memories for Jessica and I, but for our girls as a lasting memory and the wildlife I we're looking forward to. But you know, I don't think that people say enough and I, I haven't read enough, but we also love small towns and the climate and the culture of the towns. And so we're also looking forward to like our stops in the towns and just walking around and breathing in and experiencing the small town. And so we've planned our our, our trips around some city tours so that we can kind of get like the heartbeat of the city and then afterwards kind of mill around mm-hmm. the city and experience um, the city or the town. Um, so we're looking forward to that too, you know? Yeah. And, and I've done, you know, my share of research of like what we need to get. Like I've already bought the binoculars that we found a, a set of binoculars where you can mount your iPhone to it. So your phone can capture that zoomed in look. I'm prepped with that. But we also follow like uh, Leg Life and they're an Alaska couple. And, and, you know, to really get a sense of, yeah, what to, you know, what not to miss. You know, so we want to make sure we don't miss out on the local flavor of all the towns and and be able to really get a flavor for Alaska. You know? Yeah, I love that. 
Well, I think that's a a great way to end our discussion about Alaska in you will be there uh, in just a couple of months. But uh, that brings me to the end of our show, which we always like to do rapid fire. I know, Jessica, you're not familiar with this, but I know Robert is familiar with this. And I know, I know, Robert, you're excited. I was kind of hoping for this moment. And now I'm having like my little um, (laughs) moment. So I'm excited. Let's let's have fun. I'm, I'm kind of excited to see what questions you're going to ask and how Jessica's going to answer. Yeah. Okay. So I will start with your favorite Disney or Pixar character, Jessica. Mary Poppins. Robert. Mickey Mouse. <laughs> nice. Favorite Disney or Pixar movie, Robert. Oh, man. Toy Story. Oh, nice. Jessica? Mary Poppins. (laughs) (laughs) You're consistent. All right. Favorite Disney song, Jessica? You know, A Whole New World from Aladdin. I love that song. That's a good one. Yeah. Robert? You'll Be In My Heart from Tarzan. The minute Isabella was born, that song played in my head and in my heart. And so that's like my little favorite little song for my two girls. Oh, I love that. All right. Favorite DCL ship. Which one's your favorite, Robert? The Wonder. I call it my third home, right? Like our home here in Torrance, California, our DVC homes in Alani and Grand California. And the Wonder, because we've been on it now four times. Yeah. Nice. Jessica? It's such a toss up. When I'm inside, they're very similar to me, but the dream goes to Castaway K, so I'm going to have to go with the dream. <laughs> Fair enough. That's a good enough reason for me. All right. Favorite onboard stage show. All right, Jessica. Oh, my gosh. The one with the father and the daughter. What's that one called? Oh, um, Believe. Believe. Oh, Believe leaves me in tears. <laughs> oh my gosh because that's why we cruise to create memories oh all right robert what's your favorite stage show it all started with the mouse the golden mickeys yes. <laughs> <laughs> nice all right favorite bar space on board the champagne lounge in on the dream nice that's beautiful because is that the night that we discovered that the a funny story our first cruise ever uh we were enjoying the bar having a great time as a couple and we had just we were nervously just sent our kids to the kids club because we had never ever like been without our kids at night and we had just discovered the kids club and so we found this bar it was hipping hopping and having a great time and then we saw hors d'oeuvres there yeah there was a little corner and they had like an olive bar station and and, and we thought it was a private party. Oh my god! <laughs> and we didn't know that that was for everyone. Everyone, like, can we get it. some olives? And then we, we started sneaking some food, <laughs> hoping not to get in trouble. And then somebody that was dressed in the white uniform said, "Are you enjoying the the complimentary hors d'oeuvres?" And I said, "Yes." I, is this for a private event? <laughs> I thought he was going <laughs> to yell at me, tell me to put the food down. He goes, no, this is for everyone, sir. So, Robert, what's your favorite? Yeah. Okay. So on The Wonder, they've redone the bar area. And now it's sort of like a, a, a catch-all like Tiana's place. Um, mm. So it looks really, really nice now. And it's very family friendly. But you know what I've discovered? And this last cruise, the coffee there is just as good as on the upper deck where everyone gets in line in the morning to get coffee. I'm really happy with that bar area now. 
Oh, yeah. You mean the French Quarter Lounge? Yes, yes. yes. You can get the coffee there now. The espresso machine is, yes. And that's what I was going to say, that now you can get the beignets. And I think the coffee is actually a little bit cheaper than it is on the fifth floor. I mean, on the, um, the ninth floor. All right. Favorite rotational dining. Robert, let's start with you. Oh, heartstrings. Okay, so I really like Animator's Palette in The Wonder because... They pull at your heartstring, right? With the video of the art and it's beautiful. And then Mickey comes out to the Fantasmic song. I know. It's wonderful. And we hadn't been on a cruise for two years. And so that moment. Like, waterworks. Waterworks, right? <laughs> I love it. All right. Jessica, what's your favorite rotational dining? You know, I think always going to be a little girl at heart. Triton's looks like that beautiful ballroom that you dream of, you know, going and sitting there and eating. It's just absolutely exquisite in there. It's beautiful. Yeah. You feel like a princess in there. Are you sure sure. it's not because of the escargot, Jess? (laughs) (laughs) That too. Are you sure? (laughs) All all the food is fabulous. All the food is fabulous. All right. Your favorite activity to do on board. Uh, Jessica, we'll start with you. Is it awful to say the Palo brunch? (laughs) No, that's not at all awful. That (laughs) That is that's a, my, well, that is one of the many <laughs> right answers. Um. <laughs> that isn't my go-to uh, must-have experience. All right. Love it. Robert, what about you? Favorite activity? Palo, definitely. But we just discovered bingo for the whole family. Like before it was just <laughs> Jessica and I, but now we got the girls involved. And so the girls were leaving the, the kids clubs their teenage clubs just to come to bingo Bingo betty bingo betty Uh, (laughs) shake it up betty Um, shake it up betty that's right (laughs) yeah that's like my new activity that that the family can do together yeah it's it is a fun activity to do all right my last question is a bucket list cruise we're going to set aside alaska because i know that was your top at the top of your bucket list but you're doing it in like two months so putting that aside a bucket list cruise. You want to do it on Disney. It doesn't even have to be a place that Disney goes right now. Uh, bucket list cruise, Robert. I have this vision of taking the family to Europe and sailing on the magic and doing one of those seven day trip around Europe cruises. And so I think in my mind, it would be a beautiful way to celebrate Sophia's going away to college, maybe, and let that be like our, our, Obviously, before they transition into being amazing women going out to the world, but like as the last cruise as a family. I don't know. Yeah. Well, and it might not be on the magic. It might be on the dream. <laughs> Just a warning, because right now we know the magic is the in, in Europe now or going to be going to Europe. I can't remember when they start cruising in Europe, when the summer season starts in Europe. But we know for 2023, it's actually the dream that's going to be going over to Europe. So who knows if you're planning for 23, 24 or 25, who knows which ship it will be. Might be the dream. All right, Jessica, your bucket list cruise. I'm going to agree with Robert. I think we've always wanted to take a European cruise, a European Disney cruise uh, with the girls before they go off to college and really start venturing into creating their own life. And I think it goes back to my, my own parent goal. I want to, you know, expose the girls to as many experiences as possible and create this rich life for them that You know, I'm like, this is your base, you know, go out and create a life that you can build upon this because you you deserve to experience and create, you know, your own memories and build those with your family as well. Nicely said, honey. 
Yeah, really nicely said. (laughs) Well, thank you guys so much for being on the show. Obviously, I thoroughly enjoyed meeting you guys while on board the ship. I know you're going to have an amazing cruise in Alaska. Uh, I also know you're going to have an amazing time coming up in Aulani. Um, I've been giving Robert some tips on where to eat. (laughs) <laughs> where to eat in Alani? Wait, I'm you're obsessed. going to Alani? You're going. Okay, but hold on, Brian. Let me let me explain. That was a canceled trip. <laughs> yes, we are catching so, up on like two and a half years of, of pandemic shutdown. <laughs> <laughs> so this is going to be the summer of a vengeance. I told the girls, like you guys, this is never going to happen no, again. This year is vacation, Lollapalooza. It's right? Like- <laughs> <Because> <laughs> well, we'll have to we'll have to have you back to hear more about it. I'd, I'd love to hear the updates on Alani. And so what a fabulous summer it is then uh, Alani and Alaska together, I guess. So yeah, to extreme weathers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We want to hear all about Alani. We want to hear all about Alaska, but for now, I'll just say thank you for coming on and, and sharing your tips and tricks. And we hope that it's a fabulous trip to Hawaii and an even more fabulous cruise to Alaska. Thank you for having us. You guys are amazing. You're such an inspiration and motivation for, you know, all our trips and creating more memories with our family. So we really appreciate you guys. Thank you so much for including us in your universe. We really appreciate the time. Well, I hope you enjoyed hearing about Jessica and Robert's planning for their upcoming Alaska cruise. It sounds fantastic. We will have to have them back to hear how things went. It sounds like they are making some fantastic memories this summer going to Alani and Alaska and just in general with vacationing with their family and building those memories on Disney Cruise Line. So just great to hear from them and really appreciate them coming on. With that, I do have another five-star review to read on the air this week. This one comes from DCL Platinum Cruiser who writes, very informative. It's a must listen for me. Even as a Platinum Cruiser, I learned so much. They discuss many different itineraries on different ships, leaving from different ports, and they have many guests on so you get lots of different perspectives. I always look forward to the new episodes. Well, thank you for that. And we try to bring on a diversity of guests and diversity of experiences. We even love to talk other cruise lines around here so that people know what's out there. So really appreciate it. Glad that's informative and helpful for folks out there and just keep those reviews coming and connect with us. So love hearing from you, our listeners. Speaking of which, we just want a quick reminder. We've got our phone lines open for you to call in and leave us your questions, your comments, your feedback. We want to hear from you and play your voicemails on the air. So please, please, please head over, leave us a voice message. We love this new segment that we've started on the show. So our voicemail number is 402-413-5590. That's 402-413-5590. So the next time you're yelling at your radio, just yell at us instead and we want to address your comment on the air. With that, I do just want to thank each and every one of you out there for listening this week. Please remember to subscribe to the podcast so you can keep getting great content from the DCL duo each week. Please also head over to Apple Podcasts to give us those five-star reviews. We love connecting with our listeners and reading them on the air. If you'd like even more great content from the DCL duo, you can always browse to dclduo.com to find all the different ways to connect with us, including our YouTube channel over at youtube.com slash dclduo. If you'd like to send us a question or be a guest on the show, please email us at dclduo at gmail.com or reach out to us on social media at dclduo. You can also head over to the DCL Duo vlog and podcast Facebook group if you'd like to join a conversation with some like-minded DCL Duo fans and cruisers like yourself. If you'd like to help support the show, you can always browse to patreon.com slash DCL duo. We love each and every one of our Patreons. You can select from one of our monthly support tiers, get different benefits at different tiers. We really just appreciate each and every one of our Patreons out there for helping us defray the cost of this show each and every month. You can also help support the show by browsing to touringplans.com slash 
travel to book your next fabulous Disney vacation, just let them know the DCL Duo sent you. The DCL Duo podcast is not affiliated with Disney Cruise Line or the Disney Company. The views expressed on the show are solely those of the individuals on the podcast and in no way reflect the views of the Disney Company or Disney Cruise Line. If you have questions about a Disney cruise or a Disney vacation, please contact Disney directly or your own travel agent. Thanks again for listening and we'll see you next time for another fabulous Disney adventure with the DCL Duo. Good night. Thank you.